0: Mystic Michaela spiritual family, welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today, we are talking about all things pop news. We are talking about Taylor and Travis. We are talking about Mother God, the Love Has One cult. We're talking about Beyonce and more. But first, hey, Scotty.
1: Hey, guys. Well, I'm glad we're doing pop culture today yes. because we have a new subscriber to Know Your Aura. Yeah. It is Travis Kelsey. Yeah. He. I believe now that he also is a listener. You yeah. know, we have Selena Gomez, I believe, is a listener. Mm-hmm. Brad Pitt. Yes. There's a couple other big name A-list celebrities that listen to Know Your Aura. For sure. But I think now we officially have to add Travis Kelsey, the tight end of the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> to that list
0: because we don't just do pop news around here we do pop news in oracle right. and he has been listening because we did a very extensive episode about him and taylor and their relationship episode 201 and you know he listened because what do you got for us yes
1: okay so he did this interview with the <laughs> wall street magazine i read the conversation in its entirety Wow, fascinating just <laughs> fascinating <laughs> Couldn't it put it down. It was like just a page turner. Okay. So, this is what. <laughs> all right. This is what he said in this um, article. All right. Travis, in the article, noted that the Grammy winner, he is referring to Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. is hilarious and a genius. Hmm. He might also be referring to us that way soon, it's too. That's true. That's yeah. true.
0: That's true. And
1: that they share similar perspectives when it comes to their busy lives. Everybody knows I'm a family guy, he started her team is her family. Her family does a lot of stuff in terms of the tour, the marketing, being around. So I think she has a lot of these values as well, which is right up my alley.
0: Yeah, and we talked about this big time episode 201 and oh my gosh, I just I you know, just because so Taylor's yellow and purple, her dad is green and blue, and her mom is yellow-blue. And her family is – and, you know, her brother – she has a brother too. But her family is her backbone. They travel with her. I think her dad's in charge of management. They make decisions together. They're very down to earth. Um, And then Travis's mom is a yellow-blue, Mama Kelsey. She's yellow-blue. And, you know, she's always at the game. She's super supportive. Um, So I just find it really fascinating that he – is talking about the same values because they do have similar aura aura moms. And mm-hmm. <laughs> Taylor herself is yellow. And, you know, the thing with Travis is he's purple blue. And purple blues, when they're balanced, are really good supporters, which is what Taylor really has been needing, not needing to dim her light or or fade into the background as perhaps she's had to with previous relationships. And we talked about in episode 201, her breaking her pattern of going through purple-blue guys a little quickly and then staying longer with with green combination uh, relationships. But this seems like it would be really good for her. I feel like we all feel that. And if he's in a good spot, which it feels like he is, and it sounds like he really respects her, her who she is, her energy, her vibe. Yellow aura women are very take charge. They're perfectionists. They, they want to do things correctly. They're, they don't slack. And when they're in their full blossom and they completely are understood by the people around them, they don't hold back. And in this relationship, it doesn't sound like he would ever ask her to hold back. In fact, He applauds her her efforts in being her potential best and how that evolves. So it's Mm -hmm. really cool. All
1: right. As I continued on with the article, which I just could not put down. It was so just incredible. (laughs) I saw
0: you. I saw you You, reading it. Yeah, you saw me. I was like, wow. You know, he's in such a concentration.
1: Engrossed. You were engrossed. Just so engrossing. It was. Um, I, I just error. didn't want it to end, but yeah. all right, here's, here's the second part of the article. In terms of their compatibility, the NFL player revealed that he has learned a lot from his relationship with Taylor. I've never been a man of words, but being around her, seeing how smart Taylor is, has me effing mind blowing. I'm learning every day. I love and, and he gushed.
0: And he gushed. Yeah, he, and he gushed. gushed. He gushed. Um, listen, the guy is like awestruck. He, I love that he loves learning from her. Uh, it's a compliment to her, and also she can feel again allowed to be herself. Um, she doesn't have to hold back to make sure he's comfortable. But you know, having a yellow mom too, I feel like he understands. It's nice to let someone else take charge. Like, like don't step on someone else's toes. Let them be be themselves. This just feels like this is what Taylor's been missing, and she has it. And he's just into it. Like, he he finds it attractive. Now,
1: now, I don't want to start a controversy here. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. But,
1: you know, I have to spice this up a little bit for us. Yeah, yeah. So, Taylor's yellow. Yes. Mama Kelsey's yellow. Ooh. Putting two yellows together. Yeah. You know, right now it's all like fun and games. It's the honeymoon phase. (laughs) Right. Everyone's like, yay, you come to my game. I come to your concert. Right. (laughs) La-di-da-di-da. You know, we're all, you know, whatever. You know, it's like all fun and games. But what about, you know, let's say this does continue Mm -hmm. and it's like a long-term thing and they get married and they have a couple kids and there's Thanksgiving dinners and Christmas. Does Mama Kelsey... And Taylor, those yellows. Do they kind of the yellow? Heads, are they are they, they going to butt heads at like some competing point?
0: Competing traditions. Yeah. And, and then like, Taylor's mom's yellow blue too. Okay. Know. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. Oh, that, so there's a lot of yellows. So it's a lot
0: of yellows. That's what and, I mean. And yeah. I think coming
1: up, you even said the brothers.
0: Yeah, white's yellow too. We're going to get Kylie's to that in a yellow, second. But, we're going to talk about that in a second. But, I mean, that
1: might be just too many yellows in the kitchen.
0: No, I think like that. Everyone seems real chill.
1: So these and are all very down
0: elves? to earth. I mean, chill in the aspect of we don't want drama. Not chill and like they're probably very. I can see them all sitting down and being like, "How are we doing Thanksgiving? Like, okay. how are we doing the holidays? How does this work? How do we change it? What's the schedule?" Okay, so I there, can see them all coming together and creating a schedule.
1: So what you're saying is like a, a time is 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 devoted. You know, mm-hmm. like let's say the. You know, three weeks before Thanksgiving, yeah. Monday night, nine a.m. Everyone gets their laptop out. Laptop out. They yeah. get their Excel spreadsheets out, and then it just kind of goes. Yeah, from and there. you got
0: to remember, money's not an issue here. Right. Like, like with the rest of us. <laughs> okay. Okay? Okay. So if it's seriously no big deal to have it somewhere and, hey, we'll just fly y'all out or we'll just all show up. Right. You know, it's not a big deal. Like people can move around no problem no, in this what, case you know, I under.
1: Yeah. That yeah, part so I so think is going to be Well,
0: that'll alleviate uh,
1: stress. Yeah. But like, let's say, you know, one of the yellow moms feels like, you know, the turkey should be cooked this way oh. or the other yellow mom <laughs> thinks the turkey should be cooked <laughs> that way. And then... You know, some, you know, this other yellow wants the cranberries to be like, you know, the, the, the actual, you know, what do you call it? The, the berries. And then yeah. there's like the one that comes like out of a can, like, like the, a, jelly a, can, the jelly can, jelly one. And they're fighting the over that. Shape? Yeah. 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 This could be, I
0: don't think yellow's be... like that kind of uh, canned jelly, but right, right. Here's what I think. I think we have different types of yellows here. Okay. I think Taylor is yellow, but she's just very much yellow about her work and her artistry and the way that she Puts it all out there for other people. So I, I don't think she gives a crap about what the turkey looks like. So nope. there's that's off the table. Okay. I think Mama Kelsey, out of everyone, is the one who's going to be more um, domestically... Uh, yellow <laughs> yeah. out of all of them. And then I feel like Taylor's mom is just like, whatever you want, whatever makes you happy, Taylor, like I'm here for you. Like that. So, Taylor, what makes it easier for you? I'll show up. Where am I going? No problem. You like that. So she feels more blue instead of yellow about things. So I feel like the, I, so, I, don't, so, I don't sense a stress that way.
1: But if there is a wild card, it's going to be Mama Kelsey.
0: <laughs> I think Mama Kelsey is the strongest of the bunch. Okay. I do. All
1: right. All right. So now, as I was reading this, just intriguing article. And I couldn't put it down. This <laughs> You're happened. We were talking
0: about it for days. After. I know. Like, we couldn't I get know, you to shut up about yes. it.
1: And here's where I finally realized why I loved it so much. Yes. And I realized Kelsey, the tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs, <laughs> is, is a KYA listener.
0: Yeah. All
1: right. So he continued to write. Obviously, I never dated anyone with that kind of aura about them. Well, there it is. There it is. There it is, there it is our proof. Right. Proof's in the pudding. I've never dealt with it, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm not running away from any of it. The scrutiny she gets, how much she has a magnifying glass on her every single day, paparazzi her, uh, Paparazzi. Paparazzi. paparazzi.
0: paparazzi. paparazzi
1: <laughs> outside of her house, outside every restaurant she goes to, after every flight she gets off, and she's just living, enjoying life. When she acts like that, I better not be the one acting all
0: strange. Yeah. He's just, like, amazed with how she handles it. Um, And he's purple. Purples don't mind a little bit of attention either. You know, we saw... (laughs) Where did we see that this weird old dating show that he was the star of? It was like Travis Kelsey yes, has that a dating was, yes, show. Was that, that, uh, was that a peacock or something I think it was like, yeah, We had like so. peacock for free and it was just like, what is this? And it was so old. Yeah. he looked like so much more purple back then. I'll, I'll say it. he had more player vibes back then. okay he, I mean yes, he was the star of his own dating show. It was kind of like a bachelor ripoff or something kind of a thing. but now he feels like he's chiller. But the purple can the purple on him right now can handle that kind of attention, so that would stress anyone out is I think what he's trying to say the yeah. amount amount of scrutiny that she's under. she can't do anything like she does one thing, everyone jumps into eight hundred different directions about it. Um, and that's got to be really stressful. But she, he's saying, you know, she rises above it. She just enjoys life. She sees the positive. Um, and I feel like that's a great support system she has in him because he can roll with it too. Because he is purple, and he can not be like, okay, cool, let's have fun with it. Let me, and he's blue, so let me absorb your attitude about it. Um, listen, I wonder. Our big question in episode two hundred one was: Did Taylor break? her dating pattern, meaning she would stay with these purple blue guys for like, not that long and kind of gain herself and her identity back with them, which she's totally doing with him, but then she would move along or whatever. Um, is she dating that is she breaking that dating pattern and i feel like it's it is i feel like it's breaking like she's in a better place possibly where this is working for her she doesn't feel like she needs to run away to somebody who's going to mold her or do or tell her how to be he feels like um he feels like one of those connections i feel like taylor's had a lot of soulmate connections in her life that's why she writes such great songs he feels like another one of them you can have more than one soulmate in your life and it just feels really Cool. I feel special.
1: Well, this is great. And I feel I that, you know, possibly this happens sometimes couples, you know, Travis Kelsey, who now listens, he might actually say, Hey, Taylor, one day you want to listen to this podcast. Yeah. That could possibly happen. So Taylor could eventually be a listener.
0: We're like six degrees of separation. We're very close Maybe right degrees. here. two degrees.
1: And, you know, <laughs> I love this young couple. Travis and Taylor is for you. Jumanji, Jumanji, Jumanji. <laughs> That's for you. That's for both of them. That's okay. for you.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. Well he,
1: well, he is a tight end.
0: Know Your Aura is sponsored by BetterHelp. This time of year in my family, we like to focus on gifts that accentuate our time together. But it's also a really good time to give thoughtful gifts to yourself, and therapy can be one of those gifts. The lessons I've learned from, from my years going to therapy, I have used time and time again at present day. It really is the gift that keeps on giving in terms of dealing with situations, creating boundaries, and quelling my own anxiety. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com. Dot com slash KYA today to get ten percent off your first month. That's better help H E L P dot com slash KYA. Okay. okay.
1: Um, all right. So let's move on to the to the brother.
0: Yes, because they're getting played. Yeah.
1: The brother is getting played. This is mind boggling. Okay, to be honest Red honest I, I did this last no, time. I did this last coming. time. Okay. I did this last time. Red rant recap. Um, where there's no <laughs> offensive lineman Ever that gets talked about. Here we go. You know, I was trying to think who was on the offensive line when the Buffalo Bills were real good under Jim Kelly, and I couldn't think of it. I couldn't even think of it. So he's getting more play than some quarterbacks Mm -hmm. in the league, and that's just unheard of. This
0: is Jason Kelsey. Yes.
1: So what's going on with those?
0: Well, Jason Kelsey's red-blue. Okay. And his wife, Kylie, is yellow-blue. Um, I thought it was hysterical. I read this thing where she packs for him, like she packs his suitcase oh. for him, which is so yellow. I think that's so but, funny. Uh, but
1: is he really red? Cause I, I, would never let anyone pack my suitcase.
0: Yeah. That's well, kinda... maybe if you had a yellow wife, you would Okay. like, if I did it better than you could, you would let me. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like if I was like one of those, if I was yellow,
1: You think I would let you pack my suitcase? Yeah.
0: Yeah, because I'd be better at it than you. You'd be like, oh, she always knows to pack the right socks. Okay. She always packs the thing that I didn't even know I needed that I need or my clean this or clean that. Like, you wouldn't even have to think about it. You'd trust me that much. Like me, purple indigo Megan, packing your suitcase right now. Good luck to you. <laughs> good luck. Good okay. luck to you. Anyway, so,
1: so so you're you're saying Jason's living the good life he's here. He's living the good life when it comes to, to
0: Yeah, like he's got that okay. going down. They seem like a really down to earth couple. When you read about them, they're just really funny. He, he's such, he's such a red, He's such a, a jokester and okay. kind of a weirdo and, and in a funny red person way. Anyways. I thought this was interesting because poor Kylie, who's yellow and blue, and like you said, a wife of, what does he do? He- He's the what?
1: Offensive line.
0: Yeah, so even, He just like
1: moves people out of the way and protects right. the quarterback. So
0: even in like football terms, usually like we know the girlfriends or the wives of like the quarterbacks and stuff. Like you would never know no. who she was. No, never. And now there's a huge spotlight on her. And she's had to fend off attacks already because they're obviously already coming at her. Um Because they want a Taylor versus Kylie
1: controversy.
0: Are they really doing that? That's how the media works. I don't like that. So she just randomly said, because this is what they do. They ask you a question, then they twist it. Um, They just were asking her about her because, you know, she doesn't, she said, quote, I'm not, it's not particularly my cup of tea to be in the spotlight or in front of a camera. I was a communication major in college, which is so yellow blue, by the way. I love to be behind it. That's my bread and butter. And then they said that she said that to kind of like, it was a snide remark to Taylor being like, uh, attention seeking. Okay. And so she had to respond back. Like, listen, I said, it's not my cup of tea to have attention on me. Okay. You're, you're, you're reaching, you're trying here to stop it which is really yellow of her to shut it down. Mm. But I felt bad because like, that's not what she said. Like she was just saying, Oh, that's just not my thing. That's, that's okay. Because a lot of people might be like, Oh, do you care that it's all about Taylor? And everybody?" You're like, no, I don't care. I like being behind. This is my comfort zone, which yellow. Somebody asked me on the MMSF page, how come there's no yellow blue celebrities? How can we never see her? Ba-? And I said, it's because yellow blues are the one making them famous and keeping them famous. Mm. That's what yellow blues do. They make you famous and they keep you famous. That's, they're the ones like writing the speeches and writing the press releases and organizing things and making things run well, you know.
1: Well, the one good news because I really I, well, first of all, I really do care about this a lot. <laughs> I know you do. And I know you do. Here's the one really good thing about the Swift and the Kelseys. I feel that they've taken the Kardashians out.
0: Oh, they're done. You know? Yeah.
1: Like this and is
0: I, a, this is a victory for you. Yeah.
1: Because like, the, who cares about these? What is it, Kardashian Jenner? Yeah. Jenners? Yeah. Like, they're, they're like old news. Honestly,
0: they were getting a it's, bit much. Yeah, though, now it's Kelsey yeah.
1: and... Swift. Yeah. Kelsey and Swift. And, and, I, and that feels a lot better, actually. It's like
0: whole, It's a little more wholesome. Yeah.
1: It's a little more. Yeah. It feels it's a lot like better. A, to me. Uh,
0: yeah. That's good. More positive. You like that.
1: Yes. I do like that better. Well, All you right.
0: have to. You live with a 14 year old who's a Swifty. So yeah. you better like it. And she this. doesn't know
1: who. I don't even. I mean, she knows who the Kardashians are, but she's never mentioned it, them. That, so we know they're on the way out. Yeah. The and, new
0: generation isn't in, as is into them. That's yeah. true.
1: Because I, I mean, I've said this before on the podcast. One of the true okay. great sorrows of my, my life <laughs> is that I have to live in the same, like, decades as them. And. <laughs> I don't think that's fair.
0: The 10 great sorrows of Scott's yes. life. One of them is that he is a contemporary to the Kardashians.
1: Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I feel like a lot of us that were, you know, born in this
0: age are going to feel that way. Yeah. I do feel that it's way. It's a great sorrow of this yeah, lifetime.
1: Yeah. Like, Among <laughs> others. Oh couldn't they have been born like, you know, maybe 50 years into the future or, you know, a hundred years into the past and we'd be done with like them? Like nobody needs that in their lives. And, uh, but anyway, all right, let's move on to Tom Brady. <laughs> And finish up the segment with him. Okay. Okay. So he, you know, I know he's a green.
0: And, well, we're talking about football.
1: Yeah. When we're talking about football, we might as well add in Tom Brady. We seem to come. He seems to get a lot of play on the show. I wonder if he listens. But yeah. I'm not, I don't think he does, but <laughs> I know Travis does. But I don't think Tom does. All right. So he did an interview on the Stephen A. Smith show, mm. and this is what he said: "I think there's a lot of mediocrity in today's NFL. Ouch. I don't see the excellence that I saw in the past." Um, Brady goes on to say, there are several reasons why pro football in his opinion isn't as good as it used to be. And he kind of blames it on the coaching. He says, I don't think the coaching is as good as it was.
0: That's what the Bills fans are saying. Yeah. I
1: mean, okay. So here's my take. You'll give your aura take. I'll just give my red blue take on this.
0: Go ahead. Go football.
1: Okay. So here's a guy obviously was the best maybe that ever played. We can debate that, but. (laughs) Most likely the best that ever played. Okay, Okay. and and at least in terms of winning Super Bowls. Mm. Okay, so now he's retired. He's out Mm. of the game, and maybe in like his green mind, Mm -hmm. he doesn't want anyone to ever like establish what he established. Mm. I'm thinking. Okay, I'm probably thinking the way a red would. A
0: little bit. You're going to competitive. I'm thinking thinking a red right. That's like a competitive. Yeah, and then someone ever.
1: Yeah, if someone ever came out that way and maybe won. You know more Super Bowls than him. Mm-hmm. Then he would say, "Oh, it's because it's mediocre play, and when I played, it was like real men playing, or yeah. something like that." I don't know, but that's. I, what, I think I did a red take on it.
0: I think you're onto something though, because he can carry. Okay, so Tom yeah. Brady is. <laughs> um, he's green and blue. Yep. But when he's not doing well, he wears an inauthentic red. Okay, right. So you might be picking up on that because okay. it's a big ego projection kind of you're you're picking up on. And that could be the angle of it because, listen, like, you're a pro athlete. What replaces – you tell me all. What replaces that kind of attention, that kind of applause, that kind of focus, that kind What re- – That is hard. That is hard to replace that with something, and you better have an ego that is – solid to deal with that and get through it and whatnot. And, and so, you know, he's human, whatever. So you might be picking up a little bit of that. I get with him deep down though, like underneath that layer, like he's green and it might actually, as it does to green people, green people are very into systems, fundamentals, And I guess like the mechanisms of things interworking in the way they should with efficiency and brilliance and beauty, kind of like the gears of a watch or something. He's looking at football and he, oh my gosh, this could be fixed. And I don't even know what I'm talking about in terms of football, but think of like gears working in perfect unity together to create something. I think that his green mind looks at the game and he is seeing laziness and he's seeing Um, all the pitfalls and he's seeing where it's weak and he's noticing it and it's upsetting him because it's kind of like the deterioration of something that he could see such potential in and that he himself probably worked on in his own game. How do I perfect this? How do I work on that? So I I think from this green angle, he just sees that it's not working the way it could. It bothers him. And perhaps the next phase of his career is calling out exactly what he's talking about. Like, hey, you got a tight." I don't know football. So it would be yeah. kind of like this gear, the defense coaching or this gear. This blah, 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 blah. He yeah. probably has like a gazillion ideas that are good.
1: Yeah, I guess, and that does make sense. But would a green kind of keep that to themselves and not go public with
0: something like that? A green, and maybe that's yeah. just red. That's the inauthentic The red. inauthentic
1: red's popping out, yeah. which I'm picking up on. That's an authentic and that make, that red kind
0: of, kind of blabbing it. Yeah. A green person would just go and be like, hire me to be the coach of this team. Right. You know, how, how about I go work in the NFL as a blah, 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 or right. whatever. Like be an advisor or consult. Actually a lot of green auras who retire and, and you guys at home listening already know these people. They never retire. They go on to be a consultant. This happens all the time. There are like a gazillion 70-year-old green people out there. They're now a consultant for whatever they actually did because they can't let it go. And they also have this – they need to work. That's the other thing. Green ore reminds need to work. And and they have to – Give advice from their eagle eye perspective to people who are going through it. So okay. I can see as a green or that's what he would want to do. But perhaps yeah. as inauthentic reds, like it's mediocre, you know, and that's why I gained traction yeah. his quote. All right.
1: I could see that. And I, I assume like he eventually will be either a coach or he'll do like the game, like well, the he announcers on or something. As that. I think, oh, did he? Yeah. And like, oh, okay. oh
0: my gosh. And I forget what the deal is, but it's some ridiculous gazillion oh, okay. mil- amount of money in a certain amount oh. of time for working for like as an announcer, like one of those yeah, comments. Well, he's Harris. definitely
1: going to be criticizing those players on the oh, broadcast yeah. end, but
0: Good luck. I don't think he
1: can criticize our listener, Travis Kelsey, who is just a fantastic tight end.
0: <laughs> who listens yes. to KYA. Yes.
1: <laughs> just fantastic tight end. Okay.
0: Yes. All right. Let's do an
1: ad from Lumi. When we get back though, we're going cult again here. Yep. Mother of God. I could not watch it. I am just culted out, but you're going to talk about it.
0: If I were to ask you, hey, how many subscriptions do you have? Would you be able to actually like list all of them and tell me how much they were? You might think you do, but I personally, if I was asked that question a while ago, I would have thought I knew too, but I would have been wrong. I can't believe how many subscriptions I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service, and I can pick and choose which ones I want to keep and which ones I don't really need right now, and it really makes a difference on my budget Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. So stop wasting your money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash KYA. That's rocketmoney.com slash KYA, rocketmoney.com slash KYA. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. So there was a documentary on HBO Max, which was absolutely wild and nuts and and sad and crazy, and it's called <laughs> Mother God, Love Has Won, and it's about a cult. And you refused to watch it. Yes,
1: I, I refused. I watched that Twin Flame one, which we did an episode on the a couple Twin of weeks Flame ago, Universe. Twin Flame Universe, and I watched part of the Amazon one as well, mm-hmm. and I just... It, it, actually, they really depressed me, and it yeah. was really a tough episode to do a it couple was. of weeks ago. Probably, maybe the hardest episode we've done. Yeah. And I just, I, I'm i culted out. I don't want to know about any more of these cults. I feel, I don't know, these these producers, these yeah. production companies are coming after the spiritual world, mm-hmm. and it, it bothers me, and I, I just, I couldn't watch it. I wanted to. Like, you made it sound, you were, like, telling me little things here and there. I
0: was like, oh my and, God.
1: And I was, like, thinking <laughs> about it, like, right. should, I, should I try it? Yeah. And then I'm just like, no.
0: No, I mean... Before we get into it, um, this one, to me, like overall, I don't want to say it was more palatable (laughs) than the Twin Flame one. And I'll tell you why. This is overall. The lady who ran this one, I'm going to talk about this in depth, she was ill. She's like mentally ill, and I do believe she believed herself. Whereas the Twin Flame universe people, I do believe this is them being manipulative on purpose, and they know exactly that they're hurting people. I feel like she didn't... No, she was hurting i mean i feel so so you're saying
1: if i would have watched this one first yeah i would have been okay
0: yeah this is like one of those things that happens all right like it's it's kind of like whoa that's crazy but it doesn't make you lose faith in humanity if you're me that's i mean this (laughs) was just like that's wild man well i'm just gonna
1: hear what you have to say about it i think that's probably enough for me yeah you know that'll be good enough for me but all right right. so who's this lady what are her colors all right
0: so here's so what happened was amy carlson all right um, is this, she passed, but she was a Colorado based guru who said she was 19 billion years old Okay, and had given birth to the universe as mother God Okay, and her followers called her mom and she could cure any disease, including cancer. Okay. And you know, with all these promises and also her charisma, it won her this healthy online following, um, and about 20 live in cult member people who became members of this group they okay. named Love Has Won. And then she was the leader of the Love Has Won cult. She ended up dying of alcohol abuse, anorexia, and colloidal silver ingest, ingestion. Oh. She, she drank silver, um, collodial silver, and her mummified corpse was found wrapped in Christmas lights, like in the house with all her followers. So that's
1: that's the gist. Okay. There's the so gist. She, so let me just get this straight. <laughs> right. she, she was 19 billion years old when she yeah. died. Mm-hmm. Or Does science prove that the universe is 19 billion years old, Listen, or she just made that up?
0: You got to throw science out the I'll window, throw it okay? Out. okay? Now, now the thing with her is, and we're going to get into it, she had a team of galactics, galactics that spoke through her and channeled through her, number one being Robin Williams. Okay. And anytime she was said something mean or rude or something, it was Robin. They blamed everything on Robin, basically. Like Robin would tell them to move spots or, so or Ro- stop doing things or not eat or so I don't even know what. 19-year-old –
1: wait, 19-billion-year-old person who was getting messages from Robin Williams.
0: Yeah, and Michael Jackson and Marilyn Monroe. And And this happened
1: after they all passed. Yeah. So like when Michael Jackson passed. But Trump
0: was talking to her too. Oh, Trump too. But because even though he's alive, he's ascended and he would talk to her too.
1: Okay. Well, okay. So I was thinking like maybe Robin Williams because he – remember he played like – Remember that Mark show, and Morgan Mindy. Morgan Mindy? Mindy.
0: They didn't get into why. They didn't get into I, why. I think you you're trying to find logic already, and that's going to be a problem for you. Do
1: you know that one time I actually did meet Robin Williams? You did. Yeah, yeah tell us the is. story. Uh, we were. <laughs> <laughs> my uncle flew us out to California one year,
0: uh-huh. was, and
1: uh, he was having a he had a dinner at the Four Seasons Hotel. I think that's in Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. I think that's the popular one, and there was a lot of a lot of celebrities, you know, there. Uh and Robin Williams just happened to be there. I and the one thing I that I'll never forget how he was like the tiniest thing I've ever he was seen. really short. And like at that time, you know, I thought like he was a larger than life celebrity. Yeah. And you think, oh my god, he's probably really tall and big and yes. but he was so little. Yeah, else. he seemed very nice. He was very sheepish, is he's what I remember. Very shy, quiet. yeah, very shy and quiet. Aww. Um but there yeah, it was it was it was it an sucks an that
0: they blamed everything on him um in <laughs> those call.
1: That's what they blamed everything on. Like out. Okay.
0: Robin would come through. Anyway. All so- right. So
1: I, I, I'm pretty much going to take a wild stab at her colors. I'm assuming she's turquoise and okay. something, but what are her colors? Yeah.
0: So Amy Carlson, Amy, um, she was turquoise yellow. Again, um, <laughs> aura colors don't make you good or bad. Right. Aura colors just kind of control behavior. And she is obviously very ill. And I would say overall she – created a reflection and projection of her mental illness in this cult. But what's crazy is she talks like a turquoise the entire time. Like every time she's talking, everything she does, everything she talks about is turquoise. And so basically she was born in Kansas and um, I think she had three kids and she was working as a McDonald's manager on the way up in life. Um, They had pictures of her at that time. She was purple, yellow at that time, which was really interesting. But then they showed her pictures as a kid. She was turquoise and yellow. Um, and then at one point, she just got really into the new age in the early 2000s. She started looking at websites and kind of speaking that language and getting and talking to people in that world more and more. The thing with turquoises is, is they tend to um, blend in and take on identities um, if they're not balanced. If they understand that they have this gift to do that, then they can do it and understand it and, and speak to it. Um, if they don't understand that they're doing it, it can um their you know th- their ego can hijack it and make them feel like they are whatever whatever they're absorbing from other people. So I think what happened was she jumped into some really dark places of the internet, and she started to become the dark places of the internet because she and she had, I think, a tough upbringing. actually, this is actually very sad. yeah, I have to say, like, We could laugh about it, and it's, you know, and it is nuts, and it is a wild ride, but I felt really bad for her, and as you watch the documentary, I think she really did try to do something here. Um, Anyways, and I'll talk about that more, but her followers called her mom, and in 2007, she met this man online, Okay, and his name was Amareth White Eagle, and he's just really old.
1: Okay. I don't know if that's
0: his real name, okay? Okay.
1: Okay. He just called himself the White Eagle?
0: (laughs) Amareth White Eagle. Oh. He's just like this old dude. And okay. they, well, he looked older. Maybe. He looked old. I don't know. He could be like 40 just living <laughs> he was twenty-five. Hard. Yeah. <laughs> he looked real old. But they interviewed him for the documentary. Oh, okay. And, so he's still alive. And he's still alive. And, um, but you know, I, I, with him, he was green and purple. Okay. So he had like major guru green vibes. And that was the first one she connected with. And he, I guess they both call, that's where she got the idea. Like, oh, I'm mother God and you're father God. Okay, and we're the, the parents of the universe. Now, in the documentary, he's like, well, I honestly like everyone's God, you know, and and he just kind of was like, okay, I think he was like, whatever, you know, you're pretty and young, and she left her kids and left her fan. she moved in with him and just left everybody, left her job, just <clears throat> went to go live with him. Okay, and this is, I, I,
1: and this is just a side note here. Yeah. Because I was on a Taylor, for the opening bit, mm-hmm. I w- went to a Taylor Swift uh, Fan page. Okay. Just get some information, of course. Okay. And I noticed that they refer to Taylor Swift as mother. Yeah. And they refer to Travis Kelsey, Kansas City Chief's tight end, as father.
0: That's creepy. You know. Is
1: this something like...
0: This happens. Like I've and seen, I thought that
1: was like, what? That's, that's real quite, weird yeah, to me. Well, it's
0: a term of endearment. Yeah. Like, I've seen Beyonce referred to as mother. I've seen Lana Del Rey referred to as mother. Okay. That's kind of like a weird thing. Okay. So that people just, say.
1: In cultish...
0: It's a cultish thing, thing to, to say. say yeah. But they they took it to a whole other level. Okay. But back in two thousand seven, she Moved in with Amrith White Eagle, and she kind of absorbed his Guru Green vibes.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you're named White Eagle, you better be Guru Green.
0: (laughs) He was. But he's, like, kind of hippie, doing his own thing. I don't think he definitely wanted a ton of followers. He wasn't, like, in it for this long haul. I mean, they were doing a lot of drugs. Okay. Okay, and they started this group called the Galactic Federation of Light, and that's when she started going online a lot, and, like, really kind of, and that's back to the turquoise thing. She started absorbing his thing. The guru green, his ideals, the the thought of being in charge. He had these ideas. She just absorbed them and took them to the next level.
1: Okay. And then- did, And did she use her yellow to do that as well? Like, yeah. Was she, she was,
0: she was, uh, you know, she moved up the management real high with McDonald's. Okay. Like she's an organized person. She's always been kind of a leadership energy. So yeah, you're right. Like totally. Yeah. Like she had it in her to be in charge and- and tell people what to do. And she kind of did take over in that relationship, which is fascinating because he's green-purple. Green-purples usually have an air about him. And if you see his, he definitely has an air about him. And meaning, like, take charge and what I say goes and that kind of thing. But she took over in that relationship. And then she took over the whole Galactic Federation of Light thing. Okay. And then then you find out that the Father God thing, it just depends on whoever she's dating is Father God. Because she dumped him. She
1: dumped White Eagle.
0: Yeah. Okay. And she went off on her own and she has like a couple people in her life. She has this guy, they interview him, uh, Andrew, and he was only there for, so that he was the next father God. Okay. okay. I noticed that she would date people that were good at websites.
1: Okay. And this wasn't, a, <laughs> this isn't a comedy. This is like real. No, this is true. Like, this is a real deal thing. Yeah. Like a real
0: deal documentary. Yeah. And okay. this Andrew guy, he's green, blue, and they interview him. And he's obviously like. He figured this out. Okay. okay? And then she kind of gets with this guy named Michael, and he renames himself Archangel Michael. As soon as wow. I see him on the documentary, I'm like, scammer. He had just scammer vibes, but he's purple red. And Michael decides that they are going to monetize this. And Andrew's in charge as father God of creating all the back-end websites.
1: So there's... So now she's dating two guys? I don't
0: know. She wasn't really dating Michael. He was just kind of there. Okay. And he's in charge of all her money. Okay. And he's like really into making money. And Andrew, who's the green blue, is like, hey, wait a second. That's the father God. Right. He's like, I'm not father God. And he was telling her this. And you're not mother God. And And he got her to admit to him, he says, that you're right. I made all this up. You're right. Maybe something's wrong with me. You know, you're right. But then Michael would come in, swoop in, and be like, no. So she's got that... The last person I okay. talked to, situation okay. right. going okay. on wherever she, whoever she talks to is a stronger influence. She'll absorb into them and take on that kind of oh, okay. thing. Okay.
1: And question for you: Yeah, where is the White Eagle at this time?
0: Oh, I think they just kind of moved on from him.
1: Okay. <laughs> the White Eagle is yeah. blown away. Yeah, they don't and, really go into. And are Andrew and Michael a thing together? Not at all. Not Andrew at all. Andrew
0: ends up leaving because he's okay. like, "There's people no. This are is crazy. not a
1: Jumanji situation."
0: Well, I think, Aunt, Aunt, well, no, Andrew and, and Amy were. Oh, they were. Together. Okay. Michael, I don't think was with her. Okay. I think that was more of just like he was a follower slash he was in charge. You'll see what happens with Michael at the end. Okay. I bet you can already guess. Okay. Okay. So he's in charge of all the money, remember? Okay. So, so that's where we're at. So then at this point, she takes all of White Eagle's <laughs> teachings. Right. Runs with them. Has Michael making like, hey, we can make money with services and products and healings. Let's make money. Let's make money. Let's set up websites. Andrew's the one that's setting up the websites. he's green. Because he's green. And all of a sudden we have this thing where it becomes the love has won cult where they invite people to live with them. And they're peddling their dubious health products okay. and their supplements. They're doing like 24-7 daily live streams, videos, blogs, and, posts.
1: And it, it's these three people.
0: But then Mi- they grow. Then Michael, Andrew,
1: like, and the mother.
0: Well, Andrew left. Oh, he leaves Okay, now. so now it's Mike. But now people start coming because they're online and they're like, hey, come to our cabin.
1: How big is this cabin?
0: It was big.
1: Yeah? Yeah. It like... like
0: it's Feel, a just like Scott. field of
1: dreams. Like build yes. it, and they will come. Yeah, and they
0: even have like in the cult. Like the day people started arriving, really, we're only talking about like twenty people. But but this one lady, she came with her like three babies. Oh god! And she's indigo. And that one what? really stressed me out. And I How think ever the babies, tiny like. Like, like one? Like one's like an infant, one's like two, maybe one's like four or something.
1: Are these homeless people that have nowhere else to go?
0: Probably. I don't know. She seemed like, I don't know anything about that indigo one, but it seems like she left some sort of abusive situation and shows up. You know, so people come and, and it's all like really like, hey, this is what we're doing. We're living together. We're community. This is reality. We're living in the 5D. You know, that, they're using 5D stuff.
1: And, okay. And this is a place in Colorado.
0: Yeah. Well, and there's
1: room for 20 people? There's
0: so many twists and turns, dude. Okay, so okay. don't get stuck on this. Right. Just just like I said, just roll with it. So they all show that, up. I don't, By see, the way, that's
1: where I would have probably turned it off with the babies. That bothered I have me. Done that. But then
0: you find out that the mom showed up and took all the kids away from her daughter. And, but the indigo was still there, okay, anyways. Okay, okay. So that bothered me
1: too. Yeah. All right.
0: All right. So let's take a break here, okay. and when we come back, it gets even crazier and nuttier. And okay. I want to talk about the aura colors of the followers and more of the turquoise and how it really affected her.
1: All right. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. Hey, you know I've been noticing a little yellow, blue in your aura oh, yeah? lately. Yeah. You've been cooking a lot lately. Been. You got those slow-cooked meatballs oh, the other yes. day. This perfect chicken noodle soup.
0: I've been real domestic lately. What's going on here? Well, you know this podcast is sponsored by Green Pan. And if you've heard this podcast for a while, you've heard me talk about Green Pan before. And just in time for the holidays, Green Pan has launched their new slow cookers. And I love it. It's absolutely amazing. I just cooked chicken noodle soup in it the other day. The flavor was amazing. Everybody ate it. Kids were obsessed with it. Also, I made these slow cooker meatballs in my old slow cooker. I would have to soak that for days to get everything out of it after they were done. But the green pan, it just came right off. Also, green pans cookware is free of chemicals and forever chemicals. And if you're not sure which cookware is ever right for you, by the way, green pan has a quiz that guides you to the right choice based on your experience level, how often you cook and what kind of stovetop you have. Um, so listen, toss those plastic pans and upgrade your cookware this holiday season with Greenpan. Head to greenpan.us and use promo code KYA and you'll receive 30% off your entire order plus free shipping on orders over $99. That's right, 30% off. So head to greenpan.us and make sure you use our promo code KYA or they won't know we sent you. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. So remember, Michael, who's red and purple, sees kind of probably the bigger picture as a red-purple. He sees, like, we have to make this a business. We can't just have 20 people living here if we're not making That's money. crazy. You know? And... You know, she's mother God. So we have to pay homage to her and we have to make sure she's comfortable. So they need money. So the followers are expected to contribute. I mean, when they show up, they're cashing out their 401ks and showing up. Any money they have goes to to
1: Michael. So you can't just go in there and live there for free.
0: You have to do something. You have
1: to give something. Yeah,
0: like one person had nothing, but she was just cleaning the house. (sighs) And then they all are online like 24-7. She has other... Um, women who were kind of already doing chakra healings or whatever they were doing. And then she's telling them, I've made you an Oracle. Now you can channel Robin and stuff. Oh, oh
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what, I forgot about that already. Yeah. Okay. So everybody's channeling At, Robin you know, she Williams. She makes
0: them oracles and things like that. Okay. And she, she really believes she's God, like literally God, like she believes she's God. Yeah. And, um. You know, there's a lot of, so they're selling all these supplements online and Michael's directing it. And one of them is, oh my gosh, I can't say like collodial silver, which if you don't know what that is, before antibiotics, people thought it had health property health okay. health properties for curing things. But the FDA has said it's it's actually really bad for you. And, and another thing is it turns you freaking blue. If you take too much of it, you'll turn blue. And this chick's chugging it all the
1: time. How, how did she get it?
0: It's, they made it themselves oh. and we're selling it online to people. I don't even know how what? this is legal and yeah. why people aren't in jail. Right. But here we go. Okay. Um, they were so many, so all, so they're live streaming all the time. They're getting money from people for healings and they say they can cure cancer with this silver and whatever. And, um, you know, members later were saying they weren't allowed to sleep. So they said it was 5d to eat and 5d to sleep. So let okay. me back it up. Um, Amy has a history, according to her mom, of anorexia or eating, disordered eating issues or something. And that's what she partially died from. So I find it really horrific, really interesting. I feel like the cult became a reflection. And this is what turquoises can do. They can absorb reflections and reflect back. I feel like it became a reflection of her own mental illness. Because all the people in the cult were in charge of documenting how much she ate feeding her, how much she weighed. I mean, how much she sneezed, like all her bodily functions, like they were on top of her. So it's almost like she created people that became her mental illness to reflect it back to her in some sort of really weird turquoise way that just, this isn't turquoise, this is mental illness, but like through that aura color. Anyways, so there's that. And then the members themselves weren't really allowed to eat because eating's 3D. And they weren't really allowed to sleep because sleeping's 3D. So there was a lot of abuse allegations and stuff later. People were feeling like they had to have relationships with her sometimes. And I don't know about this because they didn't really cover this on the documentary, but some okay. people said that they were forced to have sexual relationships with her, but I didn't cover that on the documentary, so I can't really speak to that.
1: Okay. Was, and these, you're saying it's about 20 people that came. Were, was, what's the demographic here? Is it mostly men, women?
0: It's like both, but mostly women, but there's men here too. Okay. And the, yeah. their
1: colors, is this we're going other people that are coming turquoise as well because like, so, like okay the, so the, the colors of
0: the followers that's a great question yeah a lot of empath auras we got other turquoises we got, a, we got some turquoise yellow we got a lot of purple blues okay. a lot of purple blues um and and come a couple indigos and some green blues okay. too. no no red
1: blue showing up to this
0: just Michael's you know, well, well, okay, the well okay that's the Michael's red purple the red then purple. this guy shows up and he becomes the new father god and this Whoa. guy is freaking scary. Really, and his name's Jason, and he calls himself
1: not Jason Kelsey.
0: So no. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy named Jason shows up, who is, uh, he was the manager of a blockbuster. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and literally, the guy has like Manson vibes. Okay. Like when I when you see him on the on the documentary, like yeah. you get chills. You're like, holy crap, this guy scares me. He's red purple. So
1: he's red purple. He not, freaks not red blue. me out. Okay.
0: No, he's, and and that Michael guy's red-purple too, but he doesn't have, like, scary, violent vibes. Like, this Jason guy, scary, violent vibes. And he decides that he's the final father god, he's the father of all creation, and he just takes it to the frickin' next level.
1: This is great. Okay, so it basically seems to become father god or mother god. Basically, all you have to do is move up the ranks in a fast food or a chain type <laughs> store. So right. I, you know, I moved up the ranks in Domino's pizza. I could have easily been, you
0: could have done that. I could have been
1: father. Guy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But like the problem is, is you're not crazy enough to deal with these people. Like, so it, this Jason guy comes in and that's when it all really deteriorates okay. even quicker right. because he supports her mental illness. And is,
1: is Michael still there? Anyone.
0: Michael's still there. Michael's he, don't,
1: aren't they clashing?
0: Literally Michael. I, I was surprised about this myself. Michael okay. has all the money. He has the title to the homes that they live in and whatnot. Yeah. everything goes through Michael. Like if you want a slice of pizza, it, you got to ask Michael.
1: It seems like there's too many reds here now.
0: He, he, it's like almost like he kind of stayed in his corner. Really, you'll hear about Michael in a minute. It seems like Michael kind of stayed in his corner, and this Jason guy took over. Like he became the mouthpiece of her. He was always with her. He and, was,
1: and him and her, or Jamaji?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: The new new, uh, red guy? Yeah. Like, they have a relationship,
0: 100%. And um, he's starting to be really mean and kind of the other members don't like him and they feel like it's abusive. And anytime the members, the other cult members feel, like, scared or whatever, it's their fault and, you know, all this. And I really found this was really interesting. She said that she would say, like, really crazy things um, about what she was doing for the universe, And they were so turquoise, like what she was saying. Hold on, I wrote it down. Oh, she said things like, I take on lowest vibes so I can transform them for humanity. And that's such a turquoise thing to do. Like she felt like, and everybody thought what she was doing for humanity was she was absorbing any abuse or any bad things and and almost like filtering through it for humanity, which is like a turquoise thing to think or say. And, and they also said, quote, she's constantly being a reflection for everyone else individually. So if people were negative around her, she couldn't handle it. So you had to be positive around her because she would absorb too much. So it was so much of her turquoise was like falling in on her because of her mental illness. Also, what was really sad was she kept getting sicker and sicker and sicker. She was an alcoholic, but they weren't calling her that. They called like the alcohol medicine. Right. Okay. And she wasn't eating. And she was taking all this collodial silver. And then, by the way, everyone's like on psychedelics and weed and God knows what that Jason, I guess, is a meth user. So there's a lot of drugs. Okay. Literally, they're taking pictures of clouds and saying it's the starships. So now they're saying that the galactics (laughs) are coming to get her. So Mother is ascending. So as she's actually dying, they're spinning it. All her followers are like, oh, no, this is positive. It means you're ascending. And she's dying in front of them. And she even is saying, while well, she's getting sicker and sicker, she wants her mom to come and, and get her. And her mom didn't come, which I thought was really sad. And she tells them, like, I think I need to go to a 3D hospital. And her followers are like, that's ridiculous. That's just Robin talking.
1: <laughs> oh, Robin made it come back again.
0: <laughs> yeah. All the time. Like, oh, And wow. then so it was it was getting... Actually, this is where it's this is, sad. This is sad. This is it's really real sad. sad. She's mentally ill, yeah. and she created um, one. Somebody from Vanity, Vanity, the, the docu series director Hannah Olson told Vanity Fair, "Amy created a palace of lies that she could not escape from, but she believed them for a while. You know, and and the turquoise, just because she was so ill." turned itself in on her, you know, she was an ill, this is a mentally ill person. So it's actually really, really sad. It's only 20 people too. Like everyone's like, this is a huge cult. It's like, it's 20 people, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So what happened was she died and they didn't know what to do with her because they were waiting for the galactics to come pick her up because that's what was supposed to happen. So every night they were like, well, where are the galactics? Where's Robin? Right. Right. Where's Robin? Where's the starships? Like what's like literally they thought a starship was going to come and grab her. So they just kept the body. Like beam her up? Yeah. Yeah. And so they didn't know what to do. So they just kind of like drove her around back to the house, the main house, because they, that's a whole other thing. They travel all over the place, back to the main house. And then, um, her mummified corpse was found there when Michael, the red purple, who was in charge of all the money, realized that she died, drained all the accounts because it was in his name. And called the cops on them because there was a mummified body in his house with his name on it. And why did uh, everyone they... Everyone got arrested.
1: And why did they wrap her in Christmas lights? That was, she was a decoration?
0: Well, she's Mother God, you know.
1: Did they just use her as, like, the tree?
0: Yeah, and they put, like, glitter on like, her eyeballs like, and stuff. Ornaments and things? Dude, it's... It was... It's sad. Like... Yeah. I feel like she meant well. She wanted to cure humanity of its ailments. Right. But it just went Dude, real sour. I, I know that...
1: She was 19 billion years old. Yeah. But do you know her actual age or roughly? She was,
0: I think, like 45 when she died. She
1: was about 45.
0: Yeah, okay. something like that. I could be wrong, but it's something like that. Something like that. Okay. So it was really sad, um, and the group all went their separate ways. And I found it hysterical because it ends with like three of them going back home to <gasps> South Florida.
1: So I oh, like, oh yeah, well, that that actually. Makes <laughs> and I'm like, sense. of
0: course they live around me.
1: Well, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm glad I didn't watch this one. I guess. In, in
0: Fascinating. It's a, it was kind of like Tiger King vibes, honestly.
1: Okay.
0: It was like that. It was like, like Tiger King was really sad too, but also whoa, like that. Like this was the same thing. It was like really, really sad, but yeah. also like whoa. Do you, well. Thoughts.
1: I know, like you say, like sometimes when you read like a famous, like when let's say if someone asks you to read a famous person that has passed, you need to have some sort of connection to yeah. that famous person yeah so since i did meet robin williams once <laughs> is there any way maybe after this podcast we do this alone that you could connect me to him and i could apologize oh, on, on their behalf i think we all feel bad about that it's <laughs> really bad
0: because he's like as a person like separate from this yeah um like he doesn't he's he was he doesn't need such this. a wonderful yeah. energy and and he was a sad you know obviously a sad person and he yeah. had Issues of his own, and he was gentle. I don't, you know, out yeah. It. So it's see, yeah. everyone knows this is silly, yeah. But it, there's also other people that she blames for stuff, too. Yeah, like who played Willy Wonka, the first Willy Wonka, Gene, uh, Gene Wilder. Yeah, he was one, too. He could tell her like what she ate. And oh, Scott. he was
1: he, Willy Wonka,
0: yeah, <laughs> as well. Yeah, so it's not just him. Oh there's right. like, there's Whitney Houston. I mean, this
1: almost seems like not watching <laughs> it and listening to this, like this, they were, made a spoof on cults or something, and this was it.
0: Literally, I mean, I don't it's know. not such. A huge cult. Yeah. Like, it was small. It's just, when you read, like, mummified corpse of cult leader found wrapped in Christmas lights, you're like, well, what's that story? And here we all are. But it's a fascinating way to look at how an aura color (laughs) combined with, I guess, you know, mental illness can create something like this. And how, you know, the spiritual world influenced, you know, the dark corners of it. How she absorbed... I feel like she just absorbed the bad stuff, and then reflected it for us all to see. And perhaps, here, I'm going to give it a positive spin. Ready? Okay. Here we go. Perhaps in this documentary, she provided us with some insight into how not to, do, like a reflection of how things can turn for us and and how it's really important to have not just the yes people around you but the no people around you and and you can't live in all the 5D like we're trying to live 5D for sure yeah. but you can't and you shouldn't because you're human so you do need to live in 3D aspects of life like meaning you got to keep your foot in the human ground like we have to go to 3D hospitals and we have to listen to good advice and we have to do things the right way and, and we can't – we got to listen to research and whatnot. So you can't always live in the 5D 100%. It's about the balance. So I think that that's a good lesson from this.
1: All right. There we I, th- go. I say we take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about a gym tan laundry cult, otherwise known as a Jersey Shore.
0: <laughs> Support from today's episode comes from Jenny Kane, which is perfect timing, honestly, because winter is here, and my wardrobe could definitely use a refresh – And in any season, but especially this one, sweaters are the it item. I am obsessed with my cashmere cocoon sweater from Jenny Kane. I live in this sweater all year round. And I love it because it's timeless. It will never go out of style. It wears well. And it's something that I'll have for years and years to come. Jenny Kane believes in the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless design so you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style and give gifts that people will remember and treasure. Plus, they have this incredible rewards program where you can earn up to 10% back with every purchase, and joining is completely free. So gift yourself and your loved ones the best gift of all, Jenny Kane. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use our code K-Y-A at JennyKane.com. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, and use code K-Y-A. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey, Scotty.
1: Hey, guys. All right. So after I read that enthralling Wall Street Journal article yeah. about Travis Kelsey, tight end of the Kansas City Chiefs, right next to that magazine happened to be Us Weekly.
0: Mm.
1: It was sitting right there on the coffee table. Yeah. I decided to pick it up. And this article was actually even, even better, Whoa. even more fascinating. Really. And this one was about Mike, the situation. Okay. He is, of course, from Jersey Shore. Mm-hmm. Actually, I actually did watch season one. I think I've even mentioned this yeah. on the podcast where I did actually watch season one of the, the show. And it, it was incredible. After it's, that. It's art. It was art. It was <laughs> my favorite reality TV show of all time.
0: Everyone loved that. And yeah. I did
1: not watch season two because it got really bad when they went yeah. to, I think, Miami or something. But I think, And I think that's actually the last reality TV show that I watched in completion. Mm. Uh, after that, it just nothing compared to it. Yeah. Nothing will ever beat that season so i don't even know why they try anymore but anyway mm-hmm. so this is what Mike, the situation does he still go by that like i'm st- he still calls himself the situation i mean that that's like, his
0: instagram handle is that his instagram handle? The situation like
1: when you're in your 20s that's cool i miss
0: michaela it's, it's super not cool right. probably for me to like, but like 20
1: <laughs> years later do you still want to be like hey sitch what's going maybe on I situation do.
0: maybe that's what i want
1: <laughs> all right <laughs> this is what he told us weekly in this very Enthralling article. Mm-hmm. I had an obsessive personality. Everything I did was zero or a hundred. And then he goes on to say, and once you get into that life of excess, whether it's drugs, women, money, success, a lot of people don't make it out. Mm-hmm. And I guess this is based on a new book that's coming out called making the best of the situation. So he's still, <laughs> still using that. <laughs> yeah, aid. he's using it. How I overcame addiction, loss and prison. Oh, he went to yeah, jail. He did. Oh I, oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. Oh.
0: I think for like money stuff okay. or something. Um, well, that's right. a good place
1: to do, well, gym. I don't know if they let you tan in jail, but no, gym tan and laundry. But yeah. Okay. Good place to do two of the three. <laughs> okay, Maybe no. he manifested that. You um, know, because like in, in prison, what do you do? You do your laundry and, and do you, you do your, and your gym. Laundry you do the gym. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, do you? I don't know. I wouldn't know. Let's ask Martha Stewart. Uh, um. <laughs>
0: okay. All right. So we wanted to do a Jersey Shore then and now right. kind of situation. <laughs> right, yeah. That's kind of but um fun. very fun. Yeah. But anyways, Mike, the situation. You know, I thought that was really interesting. He was soup all right, so he is a tricolor. So purple, blue, green. But forever ago, like the Mike he's talking about, that time in life, I mean that guy was so purple back in the day. Like purple, purple, purple. And I feel like He would lean on that energy to shut out any other of his energies. So let's shut out the green. Let's shut out the blue. um, Save for any input in how they could create more destruction in his life. Now, when I look at him, because I look at him more recently, he looks way more blue. Like, actually mostly blue with traces of purple and green. And I feel like he's just working on trusting himself, trusting the world around him. His wife is yellow purple. Um, I feel like she does a lot of help for him, keeping him on track and helping him make the best decisions. And and again, I think with him, it's he's so blue. It's the trusting himself, especially when you go through something like that, an addiction and whatnot. You can get scared of your purple if you're purple and you've been through addiction. You can get scared of the energies that we're the ones that can remind you of what that feels like to lose control or let go. So it's about rebalancing them. So, I mean, hes I can tell he's working hard.
1: Uh, did they, uh, question for you. Yeah. Do they have kids?
0: Yeah. I feel do? Like he, yeah, I think he's got two and one on the way, I think. So
1: the situation... He's a dad. Had a situation? He's yeah, a dad. he's got little situations. L- little situations. Yeah.
0: Okay. And I, I will add, I
1: mean, I assume that Everyone in that house the first season was purple, mm-hmm.
0: total purple. Oh, and that, except it's that, a lot ro- of purple. Except
1: for that Roddy guy who just was like an insane red, I assume. <laughs> but we could get to him. Yeah, okay. All right, so let's go through these. Okay. All right. So we're going to start with – and I, I forgot – some of the names, I apologize, but yeah. Angelina.
0: Angelina. Wh- which one was that again? She left, that's why. Like oh, okay. She kind of came in and left immediately, but then she came back, and, and people told me that she's dealing with um, finding her birth father or something or whatever, so there's something going on. Because remember, okay. they had their, their new show. They just fit, wrapped it up. They have a oh. new show, like Family Reunion or something show. Okay. Anyway, she was way more purple back in the day. Um, And I feel like she would just totally let her purple lead the way with her purple bomb situations, like leaving, like that's such a purple bomb, um, and then regret it later with her red logic. Purple red, she's purple red, by the way, purple reds can be really hard on themselves, and the combo feels really powerful on her, and I feel like she leads more red aura now to protect herself. So this can make her own access to emotions difficult and also dramatic as she doesn't like to feel out of control because, again, she probably doesn't trust her purple for different situ- for different reasons. The emotional outbursts or the way it can rub other people the wrong way. So I feel like she can lead a little bit more like tough girl and, and with a wall versus okay. more emotional like you can get to me.
1: All right. Next up, we have Ronnie. And if I had to guess which one would have went to jail, yeah. I would have picked Ronnie. <laughs> and I assume back then he was red-purple. Yeah. I don't know what he is now.
0: No, he is red-purple. He was way more red-purple back in the day. Now he wears a lot of inauthentic blue. This is where...
1: This is a trend with the guys picking up the blue.
0: Yeah. Well, they're getting older. Right. And they've been in this world a while. And this I can't even imagine. You get so famous so young you get, it's big in your head. You're a young man. You know, it's about your looks and your macho-ness and all that kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden some people care and then they don't, you know, so it's a lot up and down and you navigating that world, which is a really shallow 3d world. Anyways, when I see him now though, I actually am a little worried about him just like myself. Um, I don't know him. I'm not a professional. He wear he's wearing inauthentic blue though. I do see that on him. And the way that it makes me feel is I worry about his mental health. I do. Oh. I worry about him with his mental health. I worry about him with how he feels about himself. I worry about him. He is somebody like if I was doing a reading and this was somebody's brother or something, I'd be like, check on him. Like invite him over, make sure he's okay. Do reach outs, make him feel included. I worry about him with mental health, struggles, sadness, that kind of thing. All right. So I do worry well, about him. Well, if Ronnie. any
1: of our listeners know Ronnie.
0: Poor Ronnie. Maybe reach out to him. Yeah.
1: Uh, all right, next, the one he would always be yelling at on yes. the show was Sammy. Oh, yeah. And what color is she, she?
0: So she is purple and blue to go. Blue to go is like indigo blue mashup. Um, so she's really an empath, uh, but with the purple too. Um, so back then she was way more purple with the more muted blue. So emotions I feel like on her back in the day would arise unexpectedly and also without any self-reflection. So she would just like freak out. Now, to me, she's more... Um, herself like that purple blue to go balance, and I feel like she's really self aware and she's at peace with herself and her own truth about things. So, I get that she just listens to herself more than she used to, and she validates her own self instead of having emotional reactions when other people don't get it. It's like you know what, I don't need you to get it. This is how I feel moving forward. So she feels like she really balanced herself out. Okay, less drama, less drama, okay. more balance and peace. All right,
1: uh, maybe the. I thought maybe the coolest one of the bunch back then, at least, was DJ Pauly D. Um, What colors was he?
0: Well, he's green and purple. Okay. So I feel like he always had kind of like the vision for himself, obviously, the vision for his life, moving forward, kind of rising above anything that would take him off that vision, um, including maybe relationships or anything that made him very off his central focus, which I feel like was himself and his own career and what he wanted to do with his life. So um, yeah, he used to wear more inauthentic red. So I feel like to fit in, maybe even to fit in for filming, to fit in with the other guys, he would be more Uh, kind of that way. Like I'm one of the guys or I'm going to make comments too, or I'm going to do, I'm going to be sleazy too or whatever. But honestly, at the end of the day, cause now he's just way more green, purple. He feels that he doesn't like getting stuck in emotion and he likes rising above it. And he likes again, focusing on himself, but he feels like he does not like distractions. Distractions can be relationships. Distractions can be friendships that become about something other than him. I do feel like he likes to stay in his own world that's what he likes that's what it feels like to me
1: all right now you came up with a term called purple bomb yeah i looked it up in urban dictionary and when i got there there was a picture of snooki
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> that's so funny
1: what's going on with snooki
0: snooki i mean she's come a long way um okay so back then so snooki is purple blue with a with pink sparkles she's got pink in her aura. So back then it was a lot of hot mess purple, I call it. Um, just that's when purples basically self-destruct in an attempt to fit in and entertain and that she did, you know, it got her a spot in pop culture. I mean, everyone knew who Snooky was, I mean, yeah. it, but that's because she purple bombed her way into it. Right. Like she was famous, but she had to act like a fool right. in order to be famous. And how do you grow out of that? How do you, how do you get out of that? Um, it was almost like the the public abuse is the thing that kept her beloved. So that's really stressful. So she was a lot more hot mess purple back then and some pink vibes too okay. in terms of, you know, disassociating from it, doing what I want to do, living in her own bubble and whatnot. And back then her blue, I feel like when it did catch up to her, she would get real sad and feel real bad about herself and victimized and also kind of just poor self-esteem and whatnot. Um, and her blue was really sensitive back then. It felt very childlike, but now she's more balanced nowadays and she feels really connected uh, through her role as a mom and she feels more balanced with her colored self and tricolored auras often have a really hard time finding just one thing to do in life and they do best when they can juggle it all. And I feel like she's been able to juggle a lot of different things. I think she works a lot in like life lifestyle brands and things like that. Okay.
1: Now I didn't know anything about aura colors back then when I watched this show mm-hmm. the first time around. But I always knew that Vinny was a little bit different than Mike, <laughs> Pauly, and yeah. even Ronnie.
0: Yeah. He
1: seemed different. And I'm assuming now that was because he probably has a different color combination.
0: He's yellow-blue. Yeah. You know, he's yellow-blue. He okay. stayed out of things. He was clean and neat. Right. You know, he was tidy. He,
1: was a, he just was a little different than the other guys. Yeah. Not as flashy. Right. He was even struggling more to get the ladies <laughs> yes, he did. than the other guys in the first season. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: Oh, it got much easier. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Well, after I season
1: could, one, they were... After
0: reading about this, yeah. I was, uh, I guess, in Mike, The Situation's oh, book. Right. He tells some real interesting stories about what him, Vinny, and DJ did to, DJ Paul E.D. did together.
1: Oh, after after season one. Yeah, oh, when they were famous, right. like you can
0: imagine. But okay. obviously, Vinny blossomed <laughs> yes. into whatever that was. <laughs> right. But really, he's a yellow-blue. And yellow-blues are just good boys. They're, they really try to be good people. They try to do good. They try to have good character and they try to make their moms proud of them. Um, Vinny was super blue back then. I feel like he would absorb a lot of the energies around him in order to fit in and also avoid conflict. Now he's super blue, but he uses that yellow to structure his life. And I feel like he's done really well that way. Structuring, stability, financial stability, that kind of thing. Sometimes he wears a little green, I can see in his aura, because I looked at his more recent pictures, but I feel like that's just what yellow guys do sometimes. They can kind of absorb green to kind of put into financial stuff or, or make the most out of his um, money choices or whatnot. Um, he had, a, like, a cooking show with his mom for a while, which oh. I thought was so cute. Uh, okay. So that's just so yellow. And he's got
1: a little – okay, so yellow and blue. Yeah. He'd fit right in with the Kelseys and the Swiss. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just oh, adding yes. another yellow to he the He feels
0: like he's – yellow, blue is, like, to stay behind mm-hmm. – the game on things, yeah. All
1: right, the mother of the group
0: mm-hmm. would
1: have been Mother J-Wow.
0: J. <laughs> <laughs> J. Well is purple red. I mean, that can't be hard to figure out. No, that's easy. Um, you know, she's had a pretty consistent aura back then. Maybe her purple was more forward in her energy, she was younger, you know, all that on a show. Uh, perhaps allowing her to be involved in more drama than she would ever now consider. Right now her red is very forward. It looks very protective over herself and and those she loves. She feels really just like a protective person. Somebody, I can see why she took Snooki under her wing, um, seeing that, okay, this is a good person that needs me. And I feel like she does that in her life all the time. I feel like... um She's an autistic son, and I feel like that's taken her on a huge advocacy journey. And people really look up to her mm-hmm. for advice and how to do things and whatnot. I feel like it's been a good journey for her as a purple red woman.
1: Okay, and the last one I have on the list, don't remember who this one was, Dina? but Dina.
0: Didn't she call herself like the meatballs, like her and oh, she was were one were the meatballs. meatballs? Yeah. So she probably like that. see she
1: probably got overshadowed by J Wow yeah. Snooky. She did. Yeah. But she's relatable that that.
0: way. I feel like she's relatable that way. Okay. You know, because I feel like we all feel like we're that friend too. We're like, oh, (laughs) I'm the one that just comes. And, you know, (laughs) Dina had a lot more vitality. She's purple blue, but she had a lot more like purple in her aura back then. The purple and the blue felt even more on the defense all the time. Like always on the defense um, hey, don't do this. Hey, don't you know, being the first to strike or whatever. But now she's got a much stronger sense of who she is. She seems to control that, make sure she's, her- feels like she does proactive work with her energy. Like I'm going to make sure I'm around good people all the time because I can't filter out bad energy around the wrong people. So let's just keep the good people in all the time. So it feels like she's figured that out. It's funny because I, I posted something like this on my story and she actually DM me like, Correct, or you got that right, or oh, something really? like okay.
1: that. A- after
0: I wrote, I wrote something like this on my story, and she she was the only one uh, that DM me back. I
1: remember Dina being this incredible person on the show. <laughs> yeah, she was the best. Actually, she's my favorite.
0: <laughs> she's your favorite, yeah,
1: because she wrote back. Yeah. All right, let's take a real quick be- break, and I need to just I need to start red ranting.
0: All right. Hey, Scotty. Hey guys. So what are you looking for? You're you're all fidgety. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I'm trying to find my Lumi. I can't find my Lumi. I think someone took it. All right. You know what?
0: Yeah. I think I might be
1: out. Okay. I need another one for Christmas. Stocking?
0: Yeah, you're going to have to put it on your Christmas list. But, you know, as a gift, deodorant historically ranks somewhere between novelty underwear and coal until Lumi, that is. Lumi is on the top of the most wished for list on Amazon for personal care products. It's like a winter wonderland for your armpits. So I think Santa will definitely put that in your stocking, Scotty. Lumi is a game-changing whole-body deodorant designed by an OBGYN to work not only on pits, but also feet, privates, and everywhere else we get odor no matter where you use it. Lumi is clinically proven to block odor all day long thanks to its one-of-a-kind pH-optimized formula, and they've got over 275,000 five-star reviews to show for it. And we have a special offer. New customers get $5 off Lumi starter pack with our exclusive code, and for a limited time, Returning customers can get $5 off their next purchase of $50 or more. Use code KYA at com. That's L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Again, use code KYA at com. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. So before you get into your Red Rant, I did want to talk about Beyonce.
1: All right. Well, that's good mm-hmm. because there was another magazine on the table oh. next to the Ux weekly and the wall street journal mm-hmm. and this one was about beyonce and it was talking about how she did not speak at her saturday night premiere of renaissance a film by beyonce mm-hmm. I, yeah and believe me i was very enthralled um <laughs> i know you were and i guess you
0: again would not stop talking about this. yes
1: i i don't know is this what is about like the return of the roman empire and greek yes that's that's what that, it's about okay
0: you got it. Yeah, because
1: the Renaissance was the return of the ideas, the oh. birth of the Ro- Roman ideas and Greek ideas. I know men think about that quite often because they think of the Roman Empire. But um, So apparently, once the lights went down yeah. in the Samuel Goldwyn Theater in Beverly Hills, and the film began, security guards with flashlights led her husband, Jay-Z, and their children, plus a small entourage to their seats in the middle of the room. Mm-hmm. And I think that was it, right? I think... Um, yeah. She a, didn't a, do a speech or no, and then when anything the like film that. Was
0: over. I think they escorted her out. According to this article, she didn't talk to anybody. So it was like oh, a okay. premiere.
1: Yeah. So it'd be kind of like if I went to this premiere was, and I was invited. I didn't. Decide, I signed not to go. You know, <laughs> I, I want at least some acknowledgement that I was there. Is like, hey, that thanks, what we're saying? We're coming
0: guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. I want to
1: like hey, you know, you don't have to shake my hand, but like hey, Scotty. Thanks for showing up, watching this seven-hour movie about the Roman Empire and and the Greeks.
0: And I'd be like, yeah, okay. It's like almost three hours long. Yeah. You know, people came and they dressed up and and she did not, according to this, which I find it really hard to believe she didn't say hi to anybody or thank you or anything, but according to this, she didn't. Really? She didn't speak at all to anybody. Not a nod?
1: Maybe nods? Like nods all around?
0: That's why. I feel like I'd have to be there to really understand. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I should have went.
0: I have an aura explanation for this. okay? Okay. So, Beyonce. I've talked about this. People get crazy when I say this on TikTok. <laughs> like, literally, literally, the love has won cult shows up in the comments, <laughs> And they just lose it. <laughs> but anyways, Beyonce, uh, she's purple-blue, okay? Maybe she's even blue to go. It's hard to see because she has something I call, and I don't see often, but I call it an aura shield. The chick, it's more than an inauthentic aura color. It's like a shield of red and she will wear this more and more and more as she's gotten older and more established in her craft in the business like the, like Beyonce and I feel like it's she's very spiritual her and Jay-Z have a lot of spiritual stuff together that 444 is like a big number for them and I feel like she does use a lot of her energy and manipulates it in a way that we can't see beyond the shield and so I find it fascinating that she has this huge premiere and she doesn't talk to anybody you know apparently and because and, and it's almost like disguised as elusive or mysterious or there's a curtain between us and Beyonce and you can't get to her unless you listen to the music and you can't get to it unless you watch the movie that's when she'll let it down because that's like a safe safe space for her but when she's out in the world She is carrying that aura shield. I bet at home it's gone. I bet it's her and it's her blue to go, her purple blue to go self. So purples don't mind spotlight. They're creative. They don't mind attention. Blue, especially blue to go, need time away from people because they absorb so much. It can cause incredible anxiety and stress. And also being as big a star as she is, I can't imagine how stressful that is to absorb, to absorb all that. And I don't feel like she's equipped any more for it as she's gotten older, more spiritual, somebody who's just maybe more into herself and wants. The other thing is these artists, they want to put themselves out. They want to, they want to display themselves to us. They want to splay their souls out. I feel like that's what Beyonce really wants to do. She's like, here I am, but she can't do that and then feel all the judgments too. That's way too much for her. So I feel like when she goes out and she puts up this shield it can be interpreted if you're a fan and you get her, you're like, "Oh, that's just her mystery, that's just her protection, or whatever." But to other people, it can totally be like, "Wow, that's rude," or what, you know. And it maybe two things can be true. Maybe it's both. Um, but I feel like that's the reason why she does that. So she wears an aura shield. Now, what's interesting is her mom, Tina Knowles, is red purple. Okay. And as a kid, Beyonce was because I was looking at baby pictures. She's blue purple. So she's always and but when she was in Destiny's Child. Uh, Beyonce was more blue purple with the red was there, but not more inauthentic. Now it's a tool that she uses to deflect the nonsense. So I just find it fascinating when this aura stuff kind of has, well, actually has a real life action attached to it where she walks in and leaves and doesn't talk to anybody. It's like, well, that's her protecting herself. Honestly, also kind of parading it as mysterious or Mm. her vibe or her way. I'm indigo too, though, and all I'll right. tell you, like, I get it. if everybody showed up to my, like, if I had something and I'm indigo, you best believe I'm standing up there and doing my dorky. Thank you all for coming. Yeah, I love you guys. This means everything to me because I t- I'll take that absorption because I'm grateful. Yeah, but I think she's just at a space where she doesn't have to, and they've crafted her brand around her not exactly having to. Also, I feel like she's sick of everyone taking everything she does and twisting it and turning it and making it something else.
1: Yeah, and and that's exactly why I turned down the invite. And, (laughs) you know, I truly didn't want to watch three hours about the old Roman Empire. Yeah. So anyway, when you told me again that we're going to do some pop culture, of course, it set off a red rant.
0: It did. I'm sorry. So
1: I am going to just call overtime right now. Yeah. So it is overtime. Do you want to explain the rules of overtime?
0: It's overtime. Overtime means you can go now. You you can go. You yeah. could have gone before, but...
1: Right. And some people did leave probably during Jersey Shore when that lady <laughs> was wrapped up in Christmas lights and being paraded around. You might
0: have already left, but if you hadn't, yeah. you may go. Over time, we, we can't be responsible anymore. Yeah, Like, we... We just can't. Okay. We're going to say whatever. Scott's going to Red Rant. I'm not going to stop him. I don't know what he's going to say. Right.
1: Like, this is my time, guys. You know, this is it. So.
0: (laughs) I I called it something. I called it the Red Rant Roundup in pop culture this week. And you called it something. Something.
1: Else, yeah. Well, I did a I wanted to do a little bit of a holiday theme, okay. And there, you know, there used to be an author, he lived during the industrial revolution, his mm-hmm. name was Charles Dickens. He mm. came up with a very famous uh, wrote a very famous book, The a Christmas Carol. Mm. You might know it as Scrooge, and Scrooge gets visited by three ghosts ghosts of uh, Christmas past, present, and future, yeah. So, I figured I would just do, you know, to be in the holiday season, you yeah. know, this time of cheer. And goodwill. I figured I'd do the rant of Christmas, uh, the ghost of Christmas past, present, and future. Okay, so okay.
0: that's that's how you're framing it up. Yes.
1: Okay, so my first one is the rant of Christmas past. Okay. Okay. Now, here's the first thing that really bothers <laughs> me. I hate <laughs> when they throw something down our throats. Yeah. And they pretend it's good. Oh, they shove it okay. down there, So yeah. I have been shoved a very healthy... Dose of Cher. Cher. Yeah. They they are shoving her down my throat. I can't take it anymore.
0: It's her Christmas song.
1: Yeah. It's this Christmas song. I happened to turn on the Macy's Day Parade on Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, the kids were watching it. I happened to come into the room.
0: Whatever. You were like chowing your Christmas banana bread and your coffee (laughs) and red ranting the whole time. You're like, what is this? A commercial? a
1: one big commercial it is one big commercial it is a total is. one big commercial but nonetheless so they wheel out chair and you know she you know whatever she starts singing and she, and okay this is not good I mean, I don't care. If people like want to come it. after me, this is overtime, but if I you want to like come it. after me for saying this song was horrific. Are we the
0: only people that heard it, though? We
1: might, no, there's a few others that heard it. I heard a couple of other people be like, this is terrible. First I, of I, all, it's all auto, auto tune. It. It's sing all, it. fine, second. Okay. What is it?
0: Here's my Sharon impersonation. Okay. <clears throat> Definitely we get the auto tune oh, Hold on. Auto tune. Okay. Okay. Jay. DJ played a Christmas song I wanted.
1: <laughs> okay, that was better. That, that was, was actually good? better. Yeah, that was better.
0: I like the song. She was singing it. And I I put it on my Spotify Christmas list.
1: Okay. Well, first of all, it's all auto-tuned. It's not even her voice. It's like an AI voice. I like that. You like that. I like the it. AI voice of Cher. It's
0: kind of like the Lego, so- like the Lego movie song. Like they are shoving it down our throats, but I'm. It's still. Yeah. Done. And and then,
1: <laughs> you know, even her, like her performance was really bad because she didn't hold the mic up. So like she, the music is sing- like it's singing. The auto tune is singing. She's up singing. Yeah, and she didn't even do that correctly because yeah. she. You have to put the mic there while you're doing it, and she had like the mic down, but yet you heard it loud as anything so yeah it was really bad and then you know they bring her out on all these interviews and everything it's constant and it's been all week i mean i just want someone you know and then you have other people <laughs> saying how great like you know the anchors of these shows or whatever well, every the news time, people every time are saying how great this song is yeah. it's terrible i don't care it's horrible and then, there's <laughs> no way it's good that, then they then they like show you this like billboard chart number one. Oh, and,
0: they did yeah and
1: but they're not showing you as a fine print. It's like number one in some Hamlet in Australia.
0: You know, is that not, how that works?
1: Probably. I don't know. It's not, it it
0: I think it you pay number it. one or it's yeah, paid for. You totally can. Yeah,
1: I mean, people are paying for this stuff left and right. It's just, it's horrible. Shares purple red by the way. And anyway, and then <laughs> that's fine. She, I'm sure she's fine. I it's, put a, that in there. it's not her fault that they're, they're throwing her down my, our throats. But Deirdre yeah, player, okay. Anyway, but now. you know, then. Well, let's go to the... Go- okay, so that's the, the rant of Chris's Chris past. past. Well, that was past. She's from the past. Yeah, she's from the past. She's, yeah, she's, she's yeah. from the past. Like, we haven't past. heard of her in, like 30 years. And then yeah. everyone's like coming out and saying like, you know, like, how oh my God, Cher's here. She looked at me, you know. Oh, they went nuts. They went nuts. Like, Andy it, Cohen was right. like, oh my God, Cher. Oh my God, she's here. She looked at me. Like, it's it's <laughs> disgusting. Okay, so <laughs> let's move on. But now let's go to the present. <laughs> And they also wheeled her out for the Christmas yeah. lighting. I think her and Kelly Clarkson, they you're wheeled out for the this
0: Christmas. You're okay, saying so the Christmas lighting at the Rockefeller okay. Center? They have yes. a special. It was on Tuesday night, maybe last week if you're listening to it this week, yeah. um, where they light the, the tree at right. Rockefeller Center. Yeah. And, and they, did, I, they wheeled her out for first that of all, too. Yes, like, they, they wheeled her, they wheeled her out on for wheels?
1: that. Yes, on wheels. And <laughs> I would, first of all, I refuse to watch this. This one, I cannot watch this. There's no way I'm going to watch this. <laughs> tree kill but, Because, yes. And this is, <laughs> you know, and I only saw the advertisement for it. Right. The ad for it with, like, Kelly Clarkson, like, singing whatever her it's Christmas like it's song. It's it's
0: my favorite. Yeah, it's
1: my favorite. Okay. I don't get this. This is... Okay. So, the Rockefeller Christmas tree... Yes. They kill it every year. Every they year. They kill this tree. this Truly it's Okay, awful. the tree came from Vestal, New York. It was 80 to 85 years old, this tree. Can you imagine, like... You kill this tree so that they could wheel, share out, and sing an auto tuned song in front of you. I mean, what is the world coming to? I cannot live in this world anymore. Every
0: year they kill a tree. They, every single year they kill a tree. No, literally, this upsets all of us at our house. Does it upset I mean, you at your house? That's what yeah, we no, I mean, you know. And I,
1: I mean, it's only been like the, like the past couple of years I've actually thought about it. Yeah. And maybe that's because you know I'm more, more 5D, I'm trying to be more yeah. 5D than 3D. Yeah. But I couldn't believe it. And then I'm like, wait a second. They're not like, like everyone protests everything today, but they're not protesting this. (laughs) Like there's a protest for every single thing on earth, but there's not a protest for killing an 80 year old beautiful tree.
0: Can't we just hologram a tree? Do we have to kill it? Don't we have the technology to hologram a tree? Or like
1: in Delray, you know, by us, they have this hundred foot tree Yeah, and it's like made out of like metal and reusable reusable every every year. year. They They don't kill any tree. No. But here, you know, New York, which is supposed to be like the height of like protest city, right? Yeah. And, you know, and they're killing the tree and putting it up. But anyway, all right. So the tree. It's true.
0: No, I don't think you're preaching to,
1: you you know, an empty choir. I I I think a
0: lot of us are like, seriously, yes. All
1: right. I I hope so. I mean, all right. So the tree is 80, it was 80 feet tall, 43 wide. And this is, this was really weird. Okay. So I started doing some research (laughs) and you know, there's this guy, the same guy. For the, his name, I, I don't know, I won't say his name. Eric okay. P. I'll call him Eric P. You his can name look
0: Eric. You can look him up. Eric, yeah. E
1: R I K. You can okay. look him up. He's picked out the tree for the last 30 years to kill. Yeah. He, this guy's a serious tree killer. Yeah. He's picked it up. He's like the head of the grounds at Rockefeller Center or whatever. Okay. And I looked at his picture,
0: mm-hmm. okay.
1: And I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. This guy's psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is doing it for the pleasure. <laughs> he. Loves this He's tree killer thing. He's a old
0: tree killer. Yeah.
1: He was – okay. He was quoted as saying, but he – but I think about the annual Christmas trees almost every day. And I believe that. <laughs> oh, my god. Ways to kill it. You know, I think he probably like prunes it, like, like, like cares for it.
0: Yeah. He like <laughs> – he like, scopes it out. Yeah, he touches like, it. Yeah.
1: He's like the Hannibal Lecter of yeah. killing Christmas he like, trees. He
0: probably keeps a token every year. Yeah. Like a serial killer oh, would well, keep token. I'm sure he does. Like a He's branch. Probably like, I have a branch. branch. I have all the branches. Right. It
1: puts the lotion on the branch.
0: <laughs> it puts the lotion on its bark. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean. It's true. And he's been doing it a long time. In 1999, he killed oh. a 100-foot tree oh. in Killingworth, Connecticut. Wow! Yeah, Killingworth, Connecticut. I mean, this is where they got the tree from. Wow! This is this is these
0: poor trees. That tree would yeah, still be with us. I know it'd be 130. Why years Why did old. we need to kill
1: an 80 foot tree?
0: I, a beautiful 80
1: foot tree. It's but, dead now. Yeah. What do they do? What do they do with it after? Like I, chop it off? That's up a and, great question. Well, I know Eric takes a piece of it, but what do they do he with the rest? He takes a token. He takes a token. <laughs> and where do they I put don't the know. rest? They throw it in like the Hudson River with the bodies. What do, do? <laughs> what do they do? They throw it in the East River. I don't know. All right, Sopranos get it. I don't know. All right, so. The last one I'm gonna do here okay. is Christmas future rant about Christmas future. Oh, hang on! you found out
0: every year since 2007, the Rockefeller Center has donated lumber from its Christmas trees yeah, then, to build habitat homes.
1: Okay, well, because in
0: 2007, that's when people started being oh, like, "Hey, yeah, hey, losers, right? Tree killers." All right, that doesn't
1: justify anything. Let's move than, on. Yeah, okay. the, red, red, the red rant stays. Okay, yeah. and then finally, you know, the future. Who are they gonna shove down my throat? The rest of this Christmas season, I'm very nervous about this. I have a few people that they're probably going to wheel out as well. Okay, like Buble is going to wheel out for sure. He's going to do a couple commercials. Yeah, he's going to sing a few Christmas songs that sound terrible.
0: That's going to happen. You know,
1: Frank Sinatra is going to roll over in his grave. Nat King Cole is going to roll over in his grave. Hearing Buble repeat these songs, I know some people like Buble. I am not a Buble fan. Okay, I don't know how he got to this position. I think he probably made a deal with some devil or something, but. Why are they going (laughs) to wheel him out? You know, but they are. They're going to wheel him out. I know they are. And I'm waiting for it. It's like, it's almost like a a future Red Red that I'm I'm getting out right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm sweating here. I haven't seen
0: him that much this year.
1: Oh, they'll wheel him out. You think so? Yeah. Boublé's coming. Boublé is coming.
0: There will be, there's always some sort of, I didn't check any sort of schedule, but a weird Christmas holiday concert schedule. So he must have one.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he's, like the CBS
0: Christmas special with Michael Bluebell. Yeah. He'll
1: be on that one before they. Or sometimes, like they have that country one where they like, oh yeah, Lind or Lind, or yeah, they always the have that needles or so needles. I don't know. Don't, Scott, I, don't I don't know, know what these you're people talking They about. bring out, they, they wheel out people. All right, and I feel, also, <laughs> I feel also maybe Josh Groban might get wheeled out this year. Oh,
0: for sure. Yeah, him and his piano.
1: him and his piano and, and his, his scarf. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, and look, this guy is talented beyond he is belief. So talented. I mean. I, you have a joke. I don't know if we can repeat this. You that, can repeat it. Like, he, he, he could pass wind that sounds better than my singing voice. No, like, literally. Right?
0: No, what I said was, <laughs> I saw him at the Rockefeller Tree <laughs> Center special, like, several years ago. <laughs> before you were awakened enough to be mad about the tree. Yeah. And he sang Silent Night. And it's literally like he just, like, walked up on stage. Was, like. And it just came out of him. It just like, pa-
1: pass some wind. It
0: was beautiful. Like, right. and I'm just saying, like, the effort it takes him to sing that gorgeous is the effort it takes other people to just fart. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how talented it's, he is. Right. It's just as God-given, like, when he sings, it's just that good. It's easy, and it's effortless. It's,
1: so, what, basically, what you're saying is that it's <laughs> easier for Josh Groban to sing a Christmas classic yeah. than it is for most people to go to the bathroom. To fart. Yeah.
0: Wow. That's why it's overtime.
1: That's why it's <laughs> overtime. If you're offended,
0: you know, that's on you. Yeah.
1: All right, well... <laughs> Anyway, so that we, we was the, a, yeah, yeah. We learned a lot. What did I mean, we learn? We'll see if I'm right on these. The Groban and the Wublay. I'm sure you are. Um, I'm
0: sure you are, but, Scott. Um, and at the end of all red rants, the only acceptable way to end them is say, "You're so right, honey."
1: Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Your red Rant. And I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm truly glad that <laughs> Travis Kelsey is a KYA listener. Yes. He's the perfect tight end. So.
0: So on that note. <laughs> All right. This podcast is for you and about you. And we're so glad you spent some time with us today.